Blog Talk Radio. That's what killed him. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. I am your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode, which is a fan pick that's going to be presented by the Mad Monkey. We're talking Demon Wind from 1990, directed by Charles Philip Moore. So stay tuned for that later on in the show. We're not going to be joined by the Dean tonight, unfortunately, hopefully next week. So whatever he's up to out there in California, stay safe, wash your hands, and make sure you're ready to come back next week, Dean. But we are joined by the demonic, I mean, the, uh, you see, I'm all wrapped up on the Dean. <laughs> the bold and the beautiful, <laughs> that, the gold geek king. That picture <laughs> fucked you up, huh? It did. I just, uh, I'm trying to get out of my head. Magic you know are you? I figured out that that, that, that right there is everybody's favorite Donald Trump supporter, you know? <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> Hello, Google. Uh, howdy, howdy, howdy. Uh, don't mind the echo right now, folks. I will mute my phone. I'm just on the – I'm starting our show tonight from the, uh, the throne here at the house. So uh, had a little bit of an emergency situation due to some earlier eating, and, uh, and I'm relieving it. There you go. That's the way you have to do it. And we're also joined by the psychotic simian, the mad monkey, the prince to my more day. Yes. Get that mirror, monkey. Yes. <laughs> hey there, Frank Dance. This is your mad Hello. monkey broadcasting to you live from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic, where we, the Talking Terror crew, bring you the best goddamn podcast in the land. So you need your horror shit right here. This is where you need to come. Nowhere else. Just come right here, and we will get you all taken care of in a nice little ugly <laughs> hug of horror, because that's what we do. All right. Let's get oh, this we, going. Oh, we, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> So while the ghoul does cleanup service, uh, Mucky, what have you been watching? What have you been doing since last week before we yeah. kick off our news? Let's uh, shoot, your, uh, uh, shoot the shit a little bit. Um, yeah, because I sit there and uh, just between you and I, I watched a Serbian film. Well, I'm not going to go into spoilers about it or anything like that. <laughs> Fuck you, ghoul. Um, but no, yeah, I watched a Serbian film and... <laughs> and it's just the horror movie that all the like kids are talking dogs. about right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, it, it's the one that everyone is saying, you know, it's the, the end-all, be-all of horror movies. And I was just let down, man. Um, People are saying that? You know, it's the be-all, end-all horror film? Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. It's like, you know, uh, they're saying this is the, the quintessential horror movie to watch is a Serbian well, what, film. what, a Serbian you know, film? Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard that about the Serbian film. What I've always heard, because I have yet to ever see this fucking this film. What I've always heard about a Serbian film is that it's just simply the most disturbing movie you're ever gonna see. There's nothing else like it. That it's the, you know, that it, it's not the end all be all. It's not that it's a good movie. It just has imagery and things going on in it that are just so horrific and tasteless that you know you're never gonna need to see anything worse than this besides a Serbian. 
But I've heard that for so many other <sighs> films, so like I, I know I'm going to be disappointed <sighs> when I finally see it. <sighs> Yeah, um, because the King was telling me that pretty much the exact same thing is, you know, it's someone trying way too hard, and it's just, and again, I'm not going to go into any spoilers or anything like that, but at the same time, it's like kids, you know, uh, you obviously didn't grow up in the 90s, you obviously didn't grow up watching Nine Inch Nails videos, so, <laughs> you know, you get... All, all, all these, and I'm calling them kids because they're like new kids that are, you know, on these horror messages on the blogs, and they're talking about they, yeah, you know, <laughs> um, oh, oh, oh. and the, <laughs> and they're the talking right about stuff. this movie like, yeah, you know, about it so wrong, Please and, don't come all this, and I'm just like, <laughs> and and yeah, it's like while it was had its moments of shock, I'll say yeah, it had that. I so much wouldn't call it. A horror movie because I was really bored for most of the movie, <laughs> but am I still going to use it for when <laughs> the new kids ask for um, horror recommendations because they want to find something new? Oh fuck yeah, <laughs> I'm going to use it to totally fuck them up. <laughs> yeah, go for it. You know, it's just to me, it's not a horror film; it's a shock film. That's all it is. Like you said about the '90s yeah. and '90s nails videos, Rotten.com. That was the place back when the internet first started to go to. Rotten.com was where you could get to see all the death footage. And bodies and shit. Like, oh, that's shocking. You know, that's the cool thing to look at. Uh, and that's what a Serbian yeah, film is. Just, it's a shock film. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, because we grew up with faces of death, man. It's like, Fuck yeah, man, did. This, yeah, and this is which, a hell of a comparison, dude. Which a large uh, yeah, portion cool. of faces of death has been proven to be false. So, yeah. Uh, while growing yeah. up believing the majority of that to be real, yes, I guess that's shocking. I don't know. You know what? I've seen a lot of weird shit out of Japan. And me and the Dean were going on our fucking, you know, crazy movie tours of smoking mad amounts of reefer and, you know, basically watching these films that, you know, one of two things were happening. We'd either start watching them and we were laughing so hard at the absurdity and the ridiculousness of the violence and gore that we were seeing at the time that we'd be rolling around on the floor holding our stomachs having trouble breathing or you know the dean would be sitting on the one side of the couch <laughs> snoring away you know as I'm sitting on the other side of the couch hoping that he'll wake up soon so he can go home so I can jerk off and then go to bed <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, I mean that's uh, like I, like I told you, monkey. It's, it's a Serbian film. It's a shock film. It's not really a horror film. It's not even really a jointed horror film. It's just kind of all over the place. Wants to be as, as yeah. creepy and shocking as it can be. You know, it, I mean, Human Centipede. I think is a better version of a horror film that shock better. Mm. You know, than Serbian film. It, but you know, it is what it, it is. Yeah, and on on the you know on a final note here, it's for all everyone that is talking about so much about this movie. I, I really think, and you'll never hear me say this ever again, <laughs> Eli Roth did a better job putting together a movie with Hostel than, than this movie did putting it, its project out there. Hostel isn't bad. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I do like Hostel. Um, the first I like one, Hostel. The second one. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't a fan of the second one. I much prefer the first one. Um, not so much. But either. yeah. No, and the second one was good. It's just, I mean, how do you follow up the first one? Like The first one was just oh, so yeah. perfect with its gore. Well, you know what? It, it followed mm-hmm. the, the typical pattern 
of like mm-hmm. horror trilogy type of films in which you oh, know yeah. the first movie was a bit of a breakout because it was something that you know that American audiences felt like they were seeing even though the Japanese have been watching movies like this for plenty of years prior <laughs> uh, but you know the American audiences were finally getting a taste of this this crazy torture porn shit then the sequel comes out and what do they do of course they do the whole gender swap mm-hmm. you know to this day yep. still yeah I have not made it through the entirety of the third movie. I'll start it, and for some reason I'll either end up stopping it midway or falling asleep or whatever it might be. I can watch the first two movies. I know, like, where Mm -hmm. they both end, how they both go. You know, the second one's fun, especially, like, if you're watching it with, with, like, the ghoul girl loves the second movie. You know, it's fun from a a female's point of view. They're not just, Mm -hmm. you know, the whores in that one, and this one they're actually kind of part of the whole thing. Um, But, yeah, I I can't even remember who the fuck is in the third movie. Yeah, the third one had nothing to do with Eli Roth. Like, he had nothing to do with it. It was just, an, like, uh, one of those films was, where they just pick up the property and they want to make a movie. It was, like, Vegas, and, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it took place in Vegas. Okay. And that was, okay. like, the torture aspect of it. It was it was really just – it was, like, a made-for-TV type movie. It just – it wasn't very good. It's like, <laughs> like forgettable. It's like when they did the sequel to Best of the Best. Best of the Best is, like, one of the greatest, like – you know, American style martial arts films as far as like a drama mixed with like, you know, some some okay martial arts. It's not, you know, a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. You're not watching like kick ass kick fighting, you know, kick fighter or street fighter shit like that. Um God, kickboxer. Oh, no, it was a human beings. This was American Taekwondo starring Eric yes. And also, you know, supposedly based on a true story and all that crap that went with it. And then you get to the sequel. You get to the sequel and it's follow-ups. You know, there's like five of those fucking movies at this point. If not oh, four. Yeah. Uh-huh. The only one I ever made it past was like, I made it through like, I think the third one when it was on Cinemax, like late night one night when I needed to wait to like watch that so that I could get to the, the Skinamax movie following it. Um, but yeah, the <laughs> second one taking place in like Vegas with Brackus, I think was like the villain's name. And it was the uh, the big dude that played Shao Kahn in uh, the Mortal Kombat scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I've only seen the first one. I haven't seen any of the follow-ups. But, yeah, that's just, it's bizarre. The way that they do these movies where it just becomes... Chris Penn, dude. You know... America's favorite fat boy. Besides Farley. I, just <laughs> I like Chris Penn. I was a fan of his. You know, always was. Even Reservoir Dogs to uh, Footloose to... Dude, I uh, loved him in Footloose. At Close Range, which is, like, my favorite Chris <laughs> Penn movie. Where Christopher Walken is a gangster. And it's him and Sean Penn playing brothers. And their, you know, stepdad of a gangster comes into town. It's fucking great. If you ever get a chance to see that close range. Um, one of my favorites. Um, uh, have you been watching anything cool that you wanted to catch us up on you know, since we last spoke? We, you know, we bounce and, and flirt around with all kinds of different things. You know, we started watching... Uh... We're watching a couple things on Netflix, I think, you know, just like everybody else is. But uh, I, I did start watching the Big Show show. You know, so How was that? Just, oh. just just to get a, a, a look see at what uh, what big old Paul White is doing these days. You know, it's <laughs> it's nice to see him doing something besides wrestling. Um, he's always 
been comfortable on the mic. So seeing him perform in like a TV series sitcom type of thing seems very natural for him. The rest of the cast, they're, they're, they're all right so far. I mean, Urkel is in it, you know, but I'm, I'm literally only oh, like halfway hey. through the second episode right now. <laughs> uh, aside from that, we, uh, we also started watching, well, we finished. Oh, uh, what the hell is it called? Um, it's one of the, the, the popular. Oh, Outer Banks on, uh, on Netflix as well. I've heard uh, of that, you know, yeah. It's typical. It's like the WB type of series from back in the yeah. day. Bunch of kids in Virginia. It's like the Goonies meet like Dawson's Creek type of deal. Um, it's very PG, PG-13-esque. The chicks are cute. You know, the guys are good looking and there's gold and, and other stuff involved. Uh, and again, the girls are good looking, so it's definitely worth watching just for that. Uh, you know, a bunch of 30 year olds all pretending they're 16. That's the biggest jump. That's what you really, especially the lead actor. Mm. Who, I, I, I shit you not, the guy is supposed to be 16 in the show. The actor is like 28 or 29, and it's not like he doesn't look it. Um, I mean, may, maybe he could pass for 25, 26 at best, but 16, yeah, no, dude. Uh, and then again, from that we uh, we've been like I said, we've been hitting the Netflix circuit. So we 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 popped over to this new reality show on Netflix, Too Hot to Handle, where they put all these we're so hot and sexy people, guys and girls and bikinis and muscles and tattoos and all kinds of attitude and sex, and they love to fuck and they love to hook up. And then they tell them that you guys can't hook up or kiss or flirt or do well. You can kind of flirt, but they're all about trying to have to build deeper relationships. Even though they're not in relationships with one another, they have to learn yeah. how to actually, like, you know, intermingle with the opposite sex and stuff <laughs> without actually being able to bang or, or kiss. With the the caveat being, there's a hundred thousand dollar reward at the end for all of them to split. At any time anybody uh, does something wrong, some of the money gets taken away. So, like, two of them kissed, but they lost three grand. You know, so it's, <laughs> uh-huh. it's good time. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I'll have to check that out. Um, for me, I actually finished up the Cursed Film series on uh, Shudder, which is that five-part series that talked about The Exorcist, The Omen, uh, Poltergeist, The Crow, and Twilight Zone. So five-part series is all available now if you have Shudder. Uh, the Poltergeist episode was pretty, you know – pretty just kind of sad knowing about Dominique Dunn and Heather O'Rourke and how there's all these curses attached to it because of the skeletons that they used in the first film, which they all say is bullshit. Uh, but it's the fifth one, the Twilight Zone episode that's really going to get you because they talk about the Vic Morrow death and the two kids that died and they show the actual footage of the helicopter crash and just <laughs> everything that happened before it and everything that happened after it. And it just, it's stunning just to see how ill-equipped they were to handle this stunt and how John Landis really didn't care. He just wanted to get it in. And that led to three deaths. And, and yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 Oh, sorry. Cool. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Sorry. Cause I, 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 I saw that footage too, man. And when, yeah, when you see the off camera footage where it was shot from like camera number three, it's some, mm-hmm. like, you know, not the main camera. It's some really fucked up shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That plane went down, and they were cut in half, the two kids and Vic Morrow. Mm. And uh, John Landis ended up getting off. You know, he was found not guilty of, of any kind of wrongdoing, even though he did have kids on set at 2.30 in the morning 
when the rules out there were 8 o'clock, but he found them illegally up the street. You know, so he was doing a lot of things that he should have been doing that he never really, he never really took uh, any kind of stance with that he was wrong for what he did. He just kind of said it happened, you know, and let's move on, which I think is the wrong kind of stance to take. But it's Landis. You know, he still had a career after it. So just shows you how Hollywood works. Yeah, and this was also when he was at his prime, too. So he, you know, probably still had a lot of pull. Oh, yeah. But what was great is that the episode itself also had uh, cameos from Kane Hodder talking about stunts and how dangerous they are. And also Lloyd Kaufman, everybody's favorite trauma president, uh, talking about stunts. But the thing is that he's in drag for the entire interview. Like he's wearing a wig and he's wearing a dress and he's wearing eyeglasses and he's on the set of Shakespeare's Shitstorm. And he's walking on set in drag, just giving directions and just having no problem being in drag. And he's talking about how safety first for all trauma films. Those are the three rules for trauma. Safety to people, safety to property, let's make a good film. So he is incredibly hardcore about safety. Like, if you're not supposed to be here, get out of here. Don't trip over any wires. No women, no pregnant women, no babies, no kids. And he is incredibly strict about uh, safety, and that makes sense. So if anything goes wrong in a trauma film, he's done. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, if, if, if he gets sued, yeah, he's wiped out. Yeah, so, but uh, five-part series, like I said, it, it's the, the Exorcist is a little bit kind of hokey because they go into exorcisms, which I don't believe in. I think they're dumb and I think they're fake, but they do show a guy yep. going door-to-door doing exorcisms and then collecting money for it, and I'm like, okay, this guy sucks. Like, this guy's a shyster, <laughs> you know? So it wasn't so much about it being a cursed film. It was just about exorcisms. Well, he couldn't make it selling vacuum, so he was selling exorcisms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I, just, know we, I know we say that yeah. John Landis, you know, had a had a career after all that happened, and I know he did. He was involved with a lot of yeah. a lot of big films in the yeah. '80s, mm-hmm. the early '90s, stuff like that. Um, you know, realistically, when you look at his filmography, he really didn't do all that much. And I do wonder how much of the stigma of that occurring might have caused some of that. And he only did 12 movies, as far as like feature films. After that, right. So it's mm-hmm. not like he no, had some big more. 40 or 50, you know, filmography. Like, he, he acted in a couple things, but he only directed 12 films. Um, and, again, they're all ones that we all know. Don't get me wrong. We've all watched them. We oh, all yeah. love them. You know, you're talking coming mm-hmm. to America, you know. I, mean, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if anybody loves Beverly know. Kills Cop 3, but, but that was all prior. I like it. That was prior to the Twilight Zone. Um, yeah. I'm saying mm-hmm. after Twilight Zone, you know, you had, like, Spies Like Us, you know, great, great movie. Um, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Coming to America is one that you know that I, I sit there and think of. Uh, but yeah, I mean, besides those two and the Three Amigos, sorry, and the Three Amigos. So th- those three are the ones that I'm looking at right here that I'm like, okay, because then you also have things like Oscar, Innocent Blood, Beverly Hills Cop Three, The Stupids, mm. The Blues Brothers 2000, <laughs> Susan's Plan, and Burke and Hare from 2010, which I don't even know what the hell that is. Oh, that's um, seven seconds. Uh, yeah, what was that? I, 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 I fucking love Oscar, man. I, that movie's so yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Burke and Hare, that's Simon Pegg and Andy Serkis. They're uh, grave robbers. Oh, okay. So that, oh, I actually like that one. But, oh, that, yeah. yeah, that's the one about the, them opening up the, um, yeah, the first funeral home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funeral, and funeral yeah, and Blood's a good Sorry. movie. <laughs> Innocent Blood's a great vampire movie. And I, I keep forgetting that Landis directed that because it's kind of out of his frame. But yeah, Innocent Blood's good. Have you ever had a chance to watch mm-hmm. that movie? 
And yeah, he didn't the one with of, Gregory Hines. Things on TV, but that was yeah, like, really not much. Mm-hmm. No. Well, so yeah, that is a uh, uh, exclusive to Shutter. So if you have Shutter, I know Ghoul, you do. So if you're ever looking for something to watch, it's a five part series. They're like 42 minutes in length, so they're real quick. Yeah. And they don't want to take it the entire did, day to watch. And did you say this is called the Dark Film Series? The Cursed Films. Cursed Films. Cursed Film Series. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, Thank you. The, the Omen's actually a really good one, too, because The Omen, there's just like fucking numerous deaths. Like, while this movie was in production, random people dying and random occurrences. There was a plane that got struck by lightning, ended up crashing into a car that happened to be the pilot's wife and kid. Oh, it's just what? so much death. Yeah, <laughs> insane the amount of deaths. There was a person that crashed a motorcycle right outside of a town called Omen that was 6.6 miles away. The six, uh, 66.6 miles away, I should say. <laughs> it's like, God damn. What? Wait, what? Okay, hold on. There was a, a guy on the motorcycle yeah. crashed. Outside of a town oh, called Omen, O-M-M-E-N, that was 66.6 okay. miles away. Okay. So see, yeah. that's that's kind of that's not right outside of town. That's still sixty six yeah. miles away. You can kind of yeah. draw that. That's that's a bit of a stretch. It's just kind of insane the fact that the town's called Omen and sixty six point six miles away. I, you know. At what but point in the some, town? I mean, I'd love to see a map here. Okay, I want a map. I want some fucking township <laughs> property lines and stuff because I can almost guarantee you, you could probably get them at a closer point or a further point and still have the same thing without it being sixty-six <laughs> point six. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those coincidences, and I'm sure they played it. I don't believe in curses. Know, for the I don't believe no. I, and the whole thing about the series is that it debunks curses. It's not it, these curses are stupid. They're not real. And they just debunk them. They're like, the, you know, like the skeletons in Poltergeist. Yeah, there were skeletons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're cheap. Yeah, they're decorated. But they've been using skeletons in movies since the 30s. So that's nothing new. Well, so that whole well, yeah, curse especially is when you could out, Especially when you could, back in the day, outsource those from, like, Egypt and India and stuff like that. Uh-huh. They used them in school situations. They used them for all kinds of things. Isn't that desecrating the dead? Or, oh, no, they gave their bodies up for for them to be cut up and fucked up with. And that's ridiculous. Oh, oh my God, we're doing a movie about the son of Satan. 666, evil, evil. No! It's all for you, Damien. It's all I did it for you. All for you. All right, so oh, going into some things that, uh, oh, oh, especially when her body just clanks against that window. Oh, man. I saw that shit way there. too early at age, man. I might have been like six, seven, yeah, I was six, 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 six when I saw it. No, I might have been like number of the beam. Point six, six. I was 66 days into my sixth year on this earth. When I saw the omen, and you know what, Ooh. I'm still standing, but that's why COVID is here. See, look at that. <laughs> that's it. That's what the blame for. Um, so yeah, going into some things that I have for for horror news and just nerd news in general. J.J. Uh, Abrams Production Company, Bad Robot, is developing a series for HBO Max, which is the HBO streaming service. It's going to be called Overlook, and it's going to be about the untold stories of the Overlook Hotel that was shown in The Shining. So that's going to be an upcoming series. Yeah. Yeah. How many streaming services does HBO fucking have? There's HBO like three? Go. There's HBO. HBO Now. Now? Now there's HBO <laughs> yeah. Max? Yeah. 
I think HBO Max is going to be exclusive content for that streaming service. You know, where HBO Now and HBO <laughs> Go are HBO things that are on the actual channel itself. So I think HBO mm. Max is going to be the exclusive, which I just too many for HBO <laughs> to have. Like, you know, like, I mean, how many fucking right. subscriptions can you possibly have to one damn service? Like, I know we don't. Like, why wouldn't they just use HBO Now for that? Like, I know I don't. We don't have access to HBO Now. We have access to HBO Go, and we have that through the, the Cool Girl's mom. Um, she yeah. still has like regular cable over there on the home front. Um, yeah. And, and then we had it through Hulu for a little while. But no, we, we, you couldn't access now. You can only access Go. <laughs> I mean, it'll be interesting okay, to see so, it develop. So, yeah. Go ahead, Mikey. So this, uh, this Overlook series, is it going to be possibly like anthology style where it's going to be different stories every episode? Or are they, yes. do you know if they're going to have an arc? They are planning it to just be stories. So it's no real oh. connecting thread. It's just going to be the hotel is the connecting thread. No, so, I want to see the dog. I want to see the dog man costume getting blown. Oh, I'm sure you're going to see that. I'm sure they are going to have that. Because the article that I posted man. has that picture of the dog blowing the dude. I was like, you know, you know it's going to happen. And you know writers are probably fighting over that one. <laughs> <laughs> and I think now, it was a bear. I don't think now, it was a dog. I think it was a bear. Um, bear you know, do they, fucking, is gonna do they be... pay you to fuck that polar bear? <laughs> Do you know if um, Stephen King's going to be involved with this at all? They didn't say in the article that's on the Talking Terror Facebook page. They just said that J.J. Abrams' company is going to be producing it. So I'm sure in some way, shape, or form, Stephen King will be involved. They just made that quick announcement. So I'm sure more details are going to come out uh, when the production gets closer to being made. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I'm looking forward to it, even though I don't have HBO Max. So I don't know. We'll find out <laughs> how good <laughs> this series is going to be. Um, but also from the HBO front. They have renewed Westworld for a season four. So for all of us that are oh, fans of oh, Westworld, there is going to be a season four. Already? Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they've yeah, already locked I, it down. I, I, yeah, I literally just started episode one uh, this weekend. And, yeah, uh, you know, I, I took what the ghoul said of, you know, um, it runs slow and you don't you forgot what was going on. And I watched episode one. I was like, fuck, I got to go back. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so so I went downloaded season three. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's one of those where like I got all through season two. It's it's a weird fucking show because again, like I got through all of season two. You start season three, and it's like just when you think you have what they're doing with the show in mind, they just flip everything. And they do something else entirely. I mean, I'm re- I'm already I, I I haven't even gone back since watching like the first two episodes of season three. Got caught up with other things. I was like deep diving way too into it, man. I started doubting my own reality. All kinds of weird shit was going on. Busy having orgies in the the Roman world. Of course, <laughs> you know that's just just that's normal here. You know, <laughs> you think you think we're really quarantined? Come on, man! Everybody's fucking jerking off around here. Um, it was a just just to go real quick. It was a, the reason why the mix-up. It's a dog costume in the book, bear costume. Mm, in the book. Okay, all right. So that makes uh, sense. Okay, so it's both. Um, so the sequel to just Venom. Like me. Uh, <laughs> The sequel to Venom that uh, Andy Serkis is directing, uh, they originally were just going to call it Venom 2, but they actually have an official title now, 
which is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So that's going to be the official uh, title for the sequel. Um, it was, uh, but most interestingly, it's being pushed back from October 2nd, 2020 to June 25th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Of course. So there's going to be a decent enough wait for Venom 2. Yeah, because they're being smart. <laughs> yeah, like the ghoul was saying. <laughs> Everything's getting pushed back. And this was yeah, I mean, a Sony project, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it's still Sony. So, okay, you know, it's so, so yeah. somehow Marvel has not gotten their hooks into this. <laughs> somehow Sony has been able to keep a hold of these properties. Well, Sony still yeah. all of the Spider Man properties that yeah. they originally. Mm-hmm. Set up their deal with back in the nineties. Um, you know, Spider Man. They're basically leasing to Marvel. Is essentially what it is. Yep. Hey, here's the deal. We we keep all the money from the Spider Man movies, like Far From Home and shit like that. You know, you guys yeah. will get you know the majority of the money from whenever we stick him in the Marvel movies. But the reality is, is Venom and stuff like that. That's all in its own little pocket universe. That you know, if they want to connect it at some point. Maybe they can, maybe they won't. The only way I think it's going to happen is if Disney just ponies up and buys Sony, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I really don't like the let there be carnage fucking tag. I hope that changes. you got plenty of time to do it. Why <laughs> I don't mind do it. it the, it's not the worst. So, no, I mean, come on, man. The reality is this. Carnage is not a recurring character. Carnage no. is a one-and-done type of character. You're going to bring that character into the movie – and he's got to be, you know, the, the villain that he can be. Make this bloody, make this R-rated, make this fucking awesome. But he's got to be done by the end of it because you're not going to bring Woody Harrelson back again. You're not going to bring the Carnage character back again. So there's only one title that you really need to go with for this. It's already in the comic books. Maximum Carnage. Plain yes, and simple. Yep. Maximum that Carnage. And that's it. Yep. Give it to us. Yeah. Let there be Carnage. Let there be light. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't mind that tag. I mean, I, I agree. Maximum Carnage is better, but let there be Carnage. Hey, why not? You know, I mean, it's you know, it's it's not going to blow anything out of the water. I think it's going to be a good film. But let there be Carnage. Why not? At least they're not just calling it Venom Part Two. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is Sparta. But speaking <laughs> of uh, comic book heroes, because I think I want to get into this little section here. Oh, uh, the Batman. I know where you're going. The Matt Reeves Batman. Oh. Oh. Uh, no, I'm going somewhere else. Trust me, I'm, I'm including this in my Batman talk. Uh, this is just the date has been pushed back from June 25th, 2021 to October 1st, 2021. So only a couple months. They're pushing it back to the Halloween season uh, for the Batman. Uh, so it makes sense. You know, they want to take some time. They want to push it up, uh, push it back rather. Mm. Uh, but that's what this is the main part of the one to talk about, because this fucking was insane when I read this article. Uh, back in 1997, when Joel Schumacher directed Batman and Robin and it fucking flopped and bombed, he still wanted to make another Batman movie. He was like, you know what? I'm not done. I want to make another Batman movie. I'm going to, I'm going to go to Warner brothers and I want to make a year one style Batman movie. It's going to be like a seventies crime thriller. Uh, I really have some great ideas. They said, okay, but you're not directing Joel. We'd rather have Darren Aronofsky from pie and Requiem for a dream directed, you know, give it some kind of a noir feel. But interestingly enough, they wanted Howard Stern, shock jock famous, to play Jonathan Crane, <laughs> a.k.a. Scarecrow, and Joaquin Phoenix to play Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Those are the top casting choices for 1997. So 
I just I wanted to throw yeah. that out there into the ether for you guys and just discuss it a little <laughs> bit because that, it's a fucking insane idea that is for 1997. Go ahead, Go ahead Oh, well, okay. Then, um, yeah, it's just this whole thing is... Okay, we're also talking about Joaquin Phoenix back then. He just was too much of a kid. Uh, pretty And pretty much wasn't that right around the time that he did Gladiator? Um, so, no. So, no, you know, no, no, he did Gladiator later. after. Yeah. Three years oh, later. That would be three. That's 2000, Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. But but still, it's like he was way too young to be pl- playing the role of Bruce Wayne. It's like, well, you know, it's year one, though. like a kid. Yeah, but... Okay, year so one. 20, okay, but twenty twenty one at the time. Yes. Well, because the standard uh, age of Batman is thirty five. That's what he's given for his age all the time. Is right now he's supposed to be about thirty five. Um. So I, I only took year one as like maybe five years prior to to his standard thing. I I never okay. took him as being like a twenty. I never took him as being like a twenty year old or a twenty one year old because we still have to have those years of him going off and studying overseas and stuff like that and le- learning his martial arts and le- learning how to be a detective. We have to have all those years before he comes back to Gotham. But Would they even consider that? Yeah. yeah. 25 is his age. Yeah, there you go. In year one. Okay. So Monkey was right, yeah, 10 um, years. Okay, but yeah, it's just I just don't see it as, you know, him just being able to land that role, man. I just especially back then when his acting was still pretty fucking rough. Uh, Ghoul, what do you think, man? I mean, I think River at that point was, I mean, not River, God, uh, Joaquin. Joaquin. Uh, He's only a couple years older than me. Uh, I think he's like three years older than me. So I think he was probably 22, 23 at the time. I think... I think Stern, okay, is the, the fucking worst thing I've ever heard. I've heard some bad things, man. That, that, that really is more yeah. bothersome than... than as, as Scarecrow. Yeah, because, I mean, listen, like, I loved Private Parts. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, yeah, me too. saw it in the theater. Yeah. Big fan oh, yeah, of the fun movie. I love Howard Stern, you know? He is great. Many, many years of listening to him on the radio. I followed him mm-hmm. over to Sirius. I had Sirius for years. Then I took a break. Then I went and picked it back up again when they started doing the streaming thing on the phones instead of needing a radio receiver. Um, I had that for a number of years, uh, sharing it over there with the, with the dean. Um, I then stopped. Um, I know he kept it uh, or picked it up or something over there, man. Um but yeah, his uh, his acting is not you know the first thing I think of when I think of Howard Stern, and I think if you're bringing in anybody for any kind of Batman related character, I think you know what we've all learned with the Batman films is is the Batman films are all the strength of those movies is based on the strength of the villain. The performance yes, that the yep. villain gives is the strength of the film. Batman is simply the mirror that reflects the bad guy. That's all he is. So when you have Jack Nicholson as the Joker, you have a fantastic film. When you have Danny DeVito fucking selling it as the Penguin and Michelle fucking Pfeiffer, you know, dressing up as Catwoman and licking her freaking hands and 
walking around with all those cats and shit. Like, it made it so bizarre that it sells it, and Keaton is that blank slate that completely reflects all of that. Awesome. Then you look at the next two movies. Not so great, you know? Again, when you look at the Christian Bale movies, you know, the first one, Batman Begins, I know everybody loves it, or they say they do. It's a little bit rough. See, for me, it's mm-hmm. I like the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight yep. Rises, then Batman Begins. That's my order. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because Dark Knight Rises, what it might lack as far as its, its overall quality due to the fact that, you know, obviously you had the... The negativity of Heath Ledger, you know, dying as a weight, you know, picking up this yeah. story. Um, you know, it's still fun. There's still a, a, a funness to the yeah. depressive quality of it, if, if, that, if that actually makes any kind of sense, um, which I don't feel Batman Begins has. I feel like Batman Begins, it's just a little too, uh, it's bland. Um, I, I, I like the fact that they kind of gave us a little bit more character in the next two films of that series. Though I know you can't have those without Batman Begins. But um, I did like uh, Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Uh, Cillian Murphy. Cillian, who played Jonathan Cillian Murphy. Who is yeah, I thought he was fantastic. great. Fantastic. And if he is the main villain, it is awesome. Like, I want, I would yeah. love more of him. I would have loved more of him in The Dark Knight Rises. You know, we finally mm-hmm. break him out. Give me more. He doesn't get busted till the Dark Knight. You know, like that's a character <laughs> that yes, I wanted more of. Um, but no, you, I definitely did not get enough of it. But uh, yeah, so so yeah. As far as uh, what's his face though, as Batman, that's uh, that's a no no too. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's it took him a while to get into Joker, and he fucking nailed it. So you know, wait, <laughs> give it some time. You know what? Different place get in his life. Yes, exactly. Yeah, still, yeah. In 1997, he was so busy still shrugging off the fact that he was River Phoenix's little brother. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, just dealing with that shadow of River Phoenix. Um, so moving on to Marvel, we have Sam Raimi officially directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And, of course, our buddy Bruce Campbell. He wants a role in that movie. Doesn't know what it wants to be yet, but he wants a role. But somebody actually went on the Instagram and did this cool picture side-by-side of Bruce Campbell and reimagining him as Mr. Sinister, and I wouldn't mind it. If they're going to go that route, I would like to see Campbell as Mr. Sinister. I think he could pull it off. No. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 agree with the goal. I, I, I agree with the goal. <laughs> While uh, we definitely need to have a Bruce Campbell cameo, and because we're talking about a, you know Doctor Strange and the multiverse, we can definitely have lots of opportunity for Campbell to show up. We can have lots of opportunity for several Campbells to show up, actually, because we're doing multiverse. <laughs> but no, but again, uh, like like the ghoul said, no, Mister Sinister, because he's t- he's too dark, he's too serious. Um, but also, he's an X Men bad guy uh, for the most part. He, he's not. He's, yeah. not, he's not a main Marvel baddie. You, you can't really bring him in. But should we ha- should we have him show up? Oh fuck yes, we should absolutely have him show up. That's Get why the, away, multiverse of Madness, the multiverse of madness is the perfect place for Mister Sinister to show up because yeah, I think that's how eventually they introduce the X Men to the Marvel universe. This is going to be an alternate oh. dimensional type of thing. You do it in that way. The reason I say Bruce Campbell as a no, though, is exactly for what you said. Mr. Sinister is too serious of a character. He's dark. He's, you know, he is a very twisted, 
evil. Yes, he is, yeah. But it's uh, it just it's not something I feel like Campbell can actually pull off. What I could see him doing, and I would think would be the smarter way to go, would to capitalize on his looks. Just Alternate make Doctor Strange? Alternate Doctor Strange. He looks just <laughs> like him. You know what I mean? Like, I would love it. I would fucking love it. Good to go. Yeah, I would fucking love that. <laughs> There's a universe where he's Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> they just have this battle. <laughs> what are you doing here? I'm Doctor Strange. He can pull off the classic Murado necktie, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. Say all kinds of weird spell things, and it ties him right back into the Evil Dead films. And boom, there you go. Bye, see ya. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. Especially because he already has the the gray on the sides anyway, just yeah. like Doctor Strange mm-hmm. does, and it would just be awesome. <laughs> Slap a goatee on there and you get it. The eye of Agamemnon. And just throw a fucking bookshelf at him. Thanks, Sam. Torture me again. Time for the Christmas hands of cinnamon. (laughs) Cinnamon, that's it. I said the words. I said it. (laughs) Um, Have you, uh, Ghoul and Monkey, have you guys seen Grindhouse from 2007? The Tarantino Rodriguez film. Fuck yeah, man! We've covered it on the show. But both, like, the, no, the whole experience. I'm not talking about separately, but because I went to go see it in the theaters. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, with all the trailers, uh, I, the two. Mo- I mean, I didn't see it in the theaters, but I've seen like, yeah, the two movies together with all the trailers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when we covered it on the show, King, we we That's covered true. the full version. Where we did um, <clears throat> Planet Terror, Death Proof, and we covered all of the trailers in between. Well, it was a while um, ago. Because, I mean, you know, give me some credence. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, years ago. Clearwater yeah. Revival? <laughs> I see a bad but, but moon yeah. rising. <laughs> um, but but no, yes, but there we is have a, seen it. There's a bathroom well, on the right. <laughs> yeah. The reason I bring that up is because. Uh, Tarantino was doing an interview where they actually talked about Grindhouse, um, and they just they asked him about why it didn't do so well. Like, why was it such a failure in the, in the box office? I saw it in the theater, and I loved it. Four-hour fucking experience, that's why. Well, this is, what, this is his direct quote, and that's why I want to quote it, is he said, I think me and Robert just felt that people had a little more of a concept of the history of double features and exploitation films. No, they didn't at all. They had no idea what the fuck they were watching. It meant nothing to them, all right? What we were doing. So that was the case of being a little too cool for school. And I agree. Like, I love exploitation films. I love Grindhouse films. I was in love with it when I saw it in the theaters. But it's not for everybody. It's for a very small niche uh, group of people that love that double feature, fake trailers, tits and, and gore, and just over-the-top 70s violence. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just why it just didn't do too well, because people just didn't know what they were watching. Mm-hmm. Like they're not like me who are fucking running mm. double features and you know grindhouse mm. exploitation films. It just it it's didn't not hit that just much. about double features, yeah. man. Nobody at that time, you know, for the most part, was really geared up towards seeing niche style filmmaking that's taking over yeah, yeah. three hours to watch. You know, this isn't fucking Titanic. You know, it's not Gone with the Wind. It's not like some grand spectacle. 
It's a Tarantino. It's not Lord of the Rings. That's that's, it's not Lord of the Rings, exactly. You know, people yeah, have yeah. a bad enough taste and experience with fucking the, the the last one of those movies. You know, like that was that was boring. I'm a fan. I love the yeah. freaking Lord of the Rings films, man. And Return of the King was a slog to sit through. When that ending oh. starts and shit is flashing, like the first time it faded to black, I was already starting to get like my shit together because I had no idea how this was ending. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, that, wow, that's that's pretty fucking dark, and then, boom, the shit lights back up, and there they are in the fucking volcano, the two of them, and shit's exploding everywhere, and I'm like, wow, that's depressing, they're gonna die up there, that sucks, and then all of a sudden, boom, here are the fucking eagles, and now, boom, fade to black, and he's back in the fucking thing, and now he's all gay on the bed with fucking Samwise and shit, and, oh no, he's all gay on the bed with the other guys, and Samwise is standing out the door looking at him with a smile on his face, like, yeah, he sucked my dick first, guys, um, you know what I mean, like, that. It was weird, and then they cut that away, and then it's like, hey, we got to go back to the Shire, then we got to get back on the boats. It's a year later. Like, come on, man. Jackson, end the movie. End the movie. End my suffering, please. And that was for a series I liked. And, yeah, I remember when I saw Grindhouse in the theater, Planet Terror was the first one. And then when it ended, they had the credits. People were fucking leaving. And I'm like, no, wait, guys, there's a whole other movie. Death Proof is no, next. You got to stick around. I saw Planet Terror and figured the next one was going to be just as bad. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, but I remember I was with my ex, and she was like, okay, Planet Terror's next. I'm like, I can't fucking wait. Tarantino, Kurt Russell. I was like, why is everybody leaving? Like, well, that's it, though. We saw the movie. It's, it's done. I'm like, there's a whole other movie. That, don't you get it? It's a double feature? Oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You got it. It's fine yeah. now. It's double feature but, time. Like, you know. Right. But at the same time, we're talking about, like, uh, Death Proof, like, I think was only, like, 45 minutes long. Um, while No, uh, it was an hour Planet and a half. Ter- no. Planet Terror was an hour and 45 minutes. Death Proof was two hours and seven minutes. There, so there you go. See, I was, that's even longer. So that's an hour and a half. But, yeah, two wow. hours and seven minutes. <laughs> wow, that movie does hour, not. It was a three-hour and 13-minute experience. Plus the trailers yeah, in between. I, no, I, I have to. I have to. Yeah, because I have the uh, poster in my hallway, and it's like yes, it, you it do. says three, three and a half poster. hours of pure entertainment. You know, <laughs> and wow, but Death Proof does not feel that like that, man. Death Proof fucking oh. flies by, especially it does. compared it really to does. Planet Terror. But but also, I think they just tripped because people were not like they were only familiar with. Excuse me, Rodriguez, because of his family movies at the time. You know, he was pumping out Spy Kids, Spy yeah. Kids and and I you love know, and, Spy Kids movies. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, they're fun, but that's what pe- that's what people knew him for. Not a lot of people knew him for Desperado or from Dust Till Dawn. El Mariachi, you know, but. That's the opposite, actually. Like I was, I didn't even know he did the Spy Kids movies. I knew Desperado, El Mariachi, fucking Dust Till Dawn. I, when they said Planet Terror and he was directed it, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I was actually shocked when I ended up finding out that he did the Spy Kids movies. I was like, holy cow, I can't <laughs> the same guy. <laughs> you know, there's Junie Cortez right there, you know? Like, come on. And his sister was way too hot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but but still, I think that they really should have tried to lead that project as far as getting people to stay in the theaters with Tarantino. You know, they should have gone oh. with Grindhouse for. I mean, with uh, Death Proof. What, first. What, what, 
Yeah, you don't do that, though. You, you always lead with the weaker of the two. You know what I mean? You do that, you yeah. do that with everything. You know, you always want that big, that, yeah. you want the, the memorable thing to be the last thing. So you want to be yeah, walking out have a, you gotta have a solid that was a great movie. See, I don't know, because I've always liked Planet Terror better than Death Proof. I love Death Proof, don't get me wrong, but I love Planet Terror better. Yeah, but we've also always exactly. questioned your taste in films, you know what I mean? So yeah. I wasn't, <laughs> did but, I say that out loud? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, you can say that loud, because I have no problem defending it. I've always thought that Planet Terror was the more fun of the two. I just, I never really appreciated the twist in Death Proof, where Stuntman Mike goes from being a killer with his fucking cool car to being a bitch. And I was always like, ah, that's okay. <laughs> I never really liked it. It, just, it never really hit me. Yeah, Tarantino at the end. It's him being Tarantino at the end. You know what I mean? Like really having to take the character to that all the way other extreme. I do agree. Like I remember the first time I watched it, and, and he's all like, I love when he's in the car and he's like trying to get away. It's just like, oh shit, this mm-hmm. really fucked him up. But then to have him getting his ass kicked the way it is at the end end of the movie, and then just to freeze on that was like. Really, man? Like, come on. I wanted to see some kind of, like, true resolution to the entire thing. Yeah, yeah I agree. We could have had, we, we had just a little bit of dirty gore in the end of, you know, Kurt, Kurt Russell double just getting fucked up and bloodied and shit like that. You know, body double just totally getting fucked up. You know, but, hey, you know, I guess Tarantino thought he was doing his thing for 60s-style movies. Like I said, I don't mind it, and you know I, I've watched it a couple times, and and it, it's just it's not my favorite of the two. Like I said, Planet Terror was just that perfect blend of cheesy, over the top violence with zombies, with the perfect cuts of film reel being missing. You know, Tom Savini's in that, Michael Bean's in it. Uh, you know, it's just, just so many good people in that Planet Terror Freddie, sequence. Freddie Rodriguez is in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rose McGowan. Yeah, <laughs> I know? just. It just, right, it, but that, it's one of those. Oh, go ahead, go. Ahead. No, you go, man, please. I'm sorry. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just the thing of, it was like Rodriguez obviously had the bigger budget. He spent it. He spent it on special effects. He spent it on sets. You know, he spent it on having this star-studded cast. You know, but that was the thing is it was just t- total overload, man. And, you know. But Which is what it should while, be. But that's what made Death Proof so much better is it was refreshing to watch after watching that shit show of Planet Terror. Yeah, and to, yeah, the, to I, that, I could see that. It grew on me over time. It grew on me. You know, the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, wow, this is funny. Wow, bad. Yeah, um, me too. But, you yeah. know, I'd see it again, and I was like, all right, it's kind of – it's not as bad as I as I always think it. Um. That being said, it still doesn't make it a good one. You know, I know right. the whole idea was to try to capture the aesthetic and and get the feel of that film and that, that time and all this and that. Like, you have this gigantic cast, and you know it's saying a lot. It is saying a lot. When I watch that movie, and the best performance in that movie is being done by Jeff Fahey, okay? When the best actor you're working with is Jeff fucking Fahey, and you have the cast that you have in that film, something went wrong somewhere. It's one thing to try to catch There's one thing to try to catch the aesthetic. It's another thing to collect all of those people and say, hey, we want you to act bad on purpose. 
Like that's like, yeah. Why not make that's it? the like, that's the thing. Yeah. Film. Yeah. Yeah. No, you nailed it. It's the purposely bad acting, you know, which is mm-hmm. supposed to just tie into the seventies grindhouse where the acting was bad. So they're they purposely trying to do it. But that's the thing. In the seventies, it wasn't like they were trying to act bad on purpose. Those people they just, just weren't were trying to make. Exactly. They were trying to make a movie and the performances and the performers just weren't that good, you know, or the cameraman just what or the editing wasn't that good. It wasn't done poorly because we want to do it poorly. You know, so like when we're trying to get the backstory to Freddie Rodriguez's character and you know, you're learning I forget what his nickname was or whatever it is. And he's supposedly some bad the cholo or something like that? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's been so long. Whatever it is, you know, El Patron, El fucking Patron. Yeah, El something Lolo, like that. Fucking, you know, Pinchon Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's, it's like it's infuriating because it's like, man, you guys just cut because you felt like cutting right there just to piss us off as an audience. And you know what? You, you did it. You, elic- you elicited the emotion you wanted to. I hope you're happy with it because now I don't like your movie. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's still a fun experience. Um, I like them both for different reasons. Um, it's, it's something to watch. You know, it's a, it's a period of its time, 2007. Where they were trying yeah, to do something. Yeah, yeah. The heat from uh, Lost is in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, Bruce Willis is good, but I liked him because he knew what fucking movie he was in. He's not in a good movie. <laughs> He's purposely not going to do a good job. <laughs> you know, as as the army guy. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with Quentin Tarantino's melting dick. <laughs> Where else are you going to get to see that? Tarantino having a melting dick. Um, so yeah, that that's Grindhouse. I mean, the, that little part. Uh, what else do I got uh, before we get into the movie? Okay, so the remake of Firestarter from Blumhouse is still going to happen. Uh, I had mentioned this on the Talking Terror Facebook page a couple months ago. Uh, Scott Teens, who's a co-writer for Halloween Kills, is going to be writing the script. Uh, Keith Thomas is going to be directing. Uh, they're still planning on making this thing. You know, they said it's taking some time, obviously because of the coronavirus, but they still have plans of moving forward with it. And Keith I'm Thomas, actually looking forward to you. it. That's my name, bitch. <laughs> well, that's directed. So maybe you're what directing. Who knows? Maybe you. What the hell is up maybe you're just giving a secret. Where's my fucking movie money? <laughs> well, is that the secret you've been holding from us? That you're actually directing the Firestarter remake? And are you going to break it out now? Hell no! You know no, I'm going to go on that. Leave that shit alone. Really? Firestarter no, leave it alone? I think you'd be updated. I definitely think Firestarter would be updated. My my problem um, with the Firestarter update would be this: is that we've seen that already. You know, like look, I'm not saying that the original Firestarter is some classic, that it's some great movie or this and that. I love George right. Scott's performance in the film. That is my favorite thing. Oh, about yeah. it. You know, him yep. doing what he's got to do. You know, Drew Barrymore. You know, she's all right. I mean, she's cutesy. She's she's serviceable as a kid actress. She did plenty of it back then. Um, the problem, though, is, you know, we've seen, you know, I don't know, Carry the Rage as a Firestarter film, you know. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four movies. <laughs> Fucking, you know, what's his name, man? Fucking uh, Sam in Spontaneous Combustion. I've seen so many movies with fire at this point in my life that I don't need to see another pyrokinetic or some kind of. You know, we got the X Men films. You know, you want to see fucking more fire? Go watch Dark Phoenix. You know, uh, it's enough. What do you think, Monkey? 
Uh, yeah, it's like um, I, I, I see where the ghoul's coming from, but at the same time, I had a lot of fun with this one. This was one of those really good movies like that uh, everyone forgets. It's a good intro to get kids into horror. Um, you know, back in the day, it's really tame. It really is. But it's like, but on the flip side, this movie could really use a facelift. Um, it, it's dated. It's really, really slow paced. Um, but it, you know, don't get me wrong though. Once shit gets going, it gets going. But the thing is, you got to sit through an hour of story building to, to get to the shit that happens. Um, and I, th- I think they could have a lot of fun with the shop and actually show, give us a more proper shop than what we got in the original movie. Um, mm-hmm. but, oh, yeah. but if they do, but if they do this, uh, you know, and I said this on the talking terror page, I'm going to say it here is they have to stick with this one thing that fucking nailed and made this movie work was they have to get a, a very innocent child actress that everybody fucking knows and get her to go all fucking dark side. You know, you have, and that was the thing about Drew Barrymore playing this role and doing what she did at the end of the original Firestarter is, you know, it's, you know, you know, it's fucking Gertie from, it's it's fucking Gertie from E.T. losing her fucking shit, you know, and that (laughs) was what got people into the theaters and they need to go that route again is to find someone that's sweet and innocent and, you know, America's little sweetheart and just make her go, you know, fucking Billy Badass. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so speaking of, of, of kid-friendly horror films and kind of along that same line, uh, the new Scooby-Doo movie, which is going to be called Scoob, with an explanation point from Warner Brothers, Jeez, was originally supposed to release. It was supposed to release on May fifteenth. It's going to be an animated movie. It's supposed to release in theaters on May fifteenth. That's obviously not going to happen. So Warner Brothers decided to do what a lot of people are doing and release it digitally online. So if you're interested in watching Scoob. Uh, on May 15th, they are offering it for 48-hour rental of 19.99 with a purchase of 24.99 if you want to purchase that film. I okay. don't really know why you would just purchase it. Just buy it for your uh, kids. Now, was this movie supposed to be like big budget theatrical movie? Oh, it's an animated it's, movie. I don't know about big budget. Yeah, it's CGI style, uh, um, mm-hmm. Adam's Family-esque type mm-hmm. of animation, I would say. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, very much so. I okay, saw the so we're trailer. We're not talking about Scooby Doo. We're not. We're not talking about Scooby Doo versus WWE again, are we? <laughs> no. no, 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 no. Not standard cartoon style. Uh, definitely a big budget. <laughs> they worked on it. Don't get me wrong. Um, I saw the trailer a number of times at the theater. Uh, again, you know that's probably the downside to, to my my A list thing was that you know you end up seeing all these trailers which give away so much of the movie. Um, uh-huh. Essentially. This movie, if you remember the 1990s cartoon series, A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember watching yeah. it when I was a kid. It took you back to, like, you know, the kids when they were, like, you know, I guess preteens or whatever you want to say they were. Yeah. This is kind of Red what Harry. this is going with. <laughs> exactly. Red herring. <laughs> God, I wish, you know, I wish, and, and I hope there was an episode where he was the fucking bad guy, because every time, man, it was never him. You know, and as a kid, I never even got that, like, red herring was just, you know, like what a red herring was. It wasn't until years later that I'm like, oh, God, I'm blonde. Um, 
But uh, yeah, essentially, it kind of looks like it's uh, it's showing the introduction between Scoob and Shaggy and how they get together. And uh, I think they get beamed up onto like an alien ship, a la Galaxy Quest. Like that's what mm-hmm. that's what I got from the trailer. Like it was like yeah. Scooby Doo meets Galaxy Quest. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you know what? You know that's kind of cool, though. You know. I think I would just buy it if I have kids, especially. I think I would just buy it. I mean, twenty four ninety nine, drop on the bucket, and your kids get have entertainment with Scooby Doo. Mm. You know, I know Scooby Doo movie. I don't know if I would do the nineteen ninety nine rental. Mm, <laughs> I would just buy it. Give Freddie Prince Jr. a call. Hook up Matthew Lillard's <laughs> job. Like, come on, bring back, bring them back, and let's just make. I like those movies. Movie. Okay. The first <laughs> yeah. one especially was so much fun. Oh, yeah. You know, the second one I went kind of. When Freddie Prince Jr. was doing the dance, ooh, now we're going to stop the bus. Uh-huh. Open the door. <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> Drive the bus. <laughs> he That is on the oh, WWE yeah. YouTube page. Yeah, he is the dungeon master for a very special uh, D&D <laughs> with Xavier Woods, Alexa Bliss, uh, Dio, who is an announcer, and uh, one other person. I caught that. I didn't know that Freddie Prince was a part of it, though. So, okay, I've caught actually little bits and pieces of this from Alexa Bliss's uh, Twitter. Um, yeah, he is the dungeon master. <laughs> so, as we see, as we see, Freddie Prince can use the money. And the work. Um, why, why don't we? Uh, why don't we give Fred a call? Okay, and uh, and and, uh, and this is coming from somebody who's not a fan. Like I, that guy is one of the worst. Actors I never liked ever. him. I don't. Under, I don't oh. understand how he got the work that he got in the '90s. I know his dad was an actor and stuff too. Um, yep. Chico and the man. Chico and the man. Sure, sure thing. Um, listen. Down to earth. But you know, but you know what? Listen, he was Fred in those Scooby Doo movies. He went all out. He was Fred, mascot <laughs> and all. Okay, you weren't quite sure if he was a heterosexual or a homosexual. He played the character to a T, and I enjoyed. I enjoyed the ambiguity. The ambiguity of ambiguity. God, I can't even talk right today. Ambiguity, as always. I'm trying. Yeah. To, ooh, see, I'm talking about Fred. I'm getting all excited. I'm all like, do. <laughs> and, Bruce, and, Bruce oh. Cam- and Bruce Campbell as the multiverse ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, there we go. I probably said it right. See? <laughs> but please, just, I, I know Lillard, I think, would probably not want to do it just because I know it killed his throat to have to do that all the time. Oh, I could imagine so. Um, well, all right, so that's what that, I got. That's, but, yeah, well, it killed his throat because not only did he. Get, do it for the movie. He kept doing it for animated movies afterwards. So while no one mm-hmm. else from the cast was working, he was still working as yeah. Shaggy and Scooby. Yeah, so he did know, it for Sam when we were at the uh, the horror con. Oh, <laughs> yes, really? 
Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pleasure to work uh, across from man. It was really cool. Really, really nice guy, so, and I had my vagina monster as a gift <laughs> from him. So it works. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Okay, so that is uh, that is what I got for horror news. So I'm going to give this to the monkey for this pick tonight, which is Demon Wind from 1990, directed by Charles Stowell. I just got to bring up two things, man. I mean, two things. But for one thing, okay, I watched We Summon the Darkness. Okay, very cool little film, King, I have to say. So thank you for your presentation on that. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. I liked the trailer when I had seen that prior to, to your recommendation, but yes, on your recommendation, I just definitely went ahead and bought it. We finished it Me yesterday. Too, a lot of fun. Uh, on, on the second really little is. bit, I, I tried to watch Blumhouse's fantasy Island. Um, I made it probably about 20 to 25 minutes in and fell asleep. Mm. Cool girl finished it, but doesn't <laughs> understand what happened at the end of it. So at mm. some point or another, I'm going to try to go back uh, and, and do so. But, uh, yeah, the, the little fidget who I thought was so hot in Pretty Little Liars <laughs> is not, I don't know, Lucy she Hale. doesn't look quite as, yeah, Lucy Hale, she just doesn't look as good in the movie. I don't know if it's the makeup, the hair, or whatever it is. It could be the character. I don't know. Maybe I'm maturing I'm, as a person. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'm glad that you like Lisa in the Darkness. That's very fucking cool. Because I've been trying to tell everybody about this fucking movie. You know, I know the producer that I'm friends with on Facebook is really excited about it. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'll promote it. <laughs> you know, so Johnny Knoxville. Dario, not with, yeah, Knoxville is great. To Dario, I mean, look, you know what? She's, she's still attractive and everything. But, yo, the Beverly girl in that movie. Oh, Daddy, so hot. So hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hot. And I love the twist. I mean, the movie is all about that twist. You know, I mean, once you see it, you will get it. And it's just, it's appreciated. You know, it's not your mm-hmm. typical type of twist. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we some of the darkness definitely we're checking out. All right, so uh, monkey, take us away, blow us away on that wind, that demon wind that you brought us tonight. All right, uh, yeah, okay, we have, <laughs> yeah, we have demon wind, a fan pick by the diva. All right, another fan pick. Let me, I, I'm just gonna say now we are done with we are done with fan picks. All right, uh, for the year, so I am doing no more vamping. Just, just saying that. All right, because um, right. he's been yeah. betting a thousand. <laughs> yeah. So, Demon Wind is a film about Corey, a guy with a cute butt. You're welcome, ghoul gal. <laughs> yeah, is a cute. But... <laughs> but for some some reason, after his father commits suicide, he feels compelled to visit his family farm, a piece of American paradise that he has never ever fucking visited, even though it's a fucking family farm. But hey, he still knows he has to find this place, even without a map. <laughs> could he be drawn here? Could it? Could it be? Could it be a dark magic having an influence on his family? Maybe, and that's fucking it. That's all. That's, that's all we're gonna have for an intro for this thing, because we're gonna go into it. Yeah. Well, what did you think about it? Um, I thought this movie was heavily influenced by Evil Dead. Oh, this movie was heavily, yeah. heavily influenced by Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> and um. <laughs> To be honest, it's like it, 
I, I was surprised at the amount of gore. It had a lot of really good gore in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. it had it had a lot of really good one liners. And <laughs> Shazam. And and I would have been fine with this movie the way it was. Okay, and I would have been like, you know, it's an okay movie. Except they went and used shitty ass animation when they could have done other stuff. They they went they, they when they went fucking blood beat, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> she just went and fucked you up. You killed me. If, if they if they hadn't used the crappy blood beat animation, I would have been like, Okay, all right, you know, fun B movie. But then they went there and it just kind of, you know, fucked it up for me. But if you can set aside the crappy animation it, it's a fun B movie. It, it, you know, I had fun with it. Okay. Right. Go. What do you think about Demon Wind? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Buckle up, fuckaroos. <laughs> oh, oh, Demon Wind. Oh yes, indeed. It's it's a hot one too. It is a fucking hot, <laughs> hot wind. It is a steaming pile of hot wind. <laughs> Yes, yes indeed. Somebody, somebody watched The Evil Dead and decided to make a poor recreation of it using their friends as actors. Um, say there were some good gore effects. I, I say, what movie did you watch? One-liners, sure. Not many were memorable. There was like one part of this entire film that, like, to, to say that I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed one particular scene. That when I, said I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so hard. I was howling. The cool girl was outside at the time, and I was in the living room, and she heard me laughing. I actually had to rewind it so that she could watch this scene herself to see the absurd fun that this movie could have been, but just never, house ever kick? reached the, the fucking roundhouse kicks, man. That <laughs> <Yeah>. was <laughs> phenomenal. That was amazing. Amazing. Okay, I was like, holy shit, this at that point, because this was so early in the film, I'm like, this is gonna be good. I go, this is actually gonna be a good film. But no, they were like, Yep, we, we, we gave you that and that that's it. <laughs> so King, what do you think of this uh awesome piece of cinematography here? <laughs> well, I had seen Demon Wind back when I was in high school. Um I mean I had already seen Evil Dead, obviously. But I went to the, the rental store on Friday nights with my friend Ed, and they had the VHS copy of Demon Wind, and it had a holographic cover of a demon, and just said, it will blow you away. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I, was gonna, I was like, what the fuck is this movie? I was going to ask, what, did your copy have the 3D copy where it was all sticky out and all that kind of shit? Yep, yep, that was the copy that they had in the show. <laughs> I was like, okay, i got to watch this. I was like, I don't know why, I, just, I think it's going to be a fun one. And I just, I just never laugh so hard at how bad it is. It's just trauma level of entertainment where it's like, hey, I saw Evil Dead. We can make this, but we'll just put a bunch of fucking demons in this movie. And then we'll just have a guy that's like Chuck Norris. But he's also a magician. So that's important to the story. He also knows how to do magic, which is going to be killer. <laughs> and then we'll put in some Satanism in there. That's for some, you know, good little stuff. Like, you know, like... They just threw everything at the wall. The director just said yes to everything. You know, what if we, what if we have a demon that just becomes a demon and stabs your boyfriend in the forehead? And he goes, but I loved you. Yes. Let's do it. I'm in. I am on board. <laughs> Charles Stillmore <laughs> did not know how to say no. 
<laughs> he did not know <laughs> when to say that's not going to work. He just he had to do it. <laughs> that was that was my takeaway. And rewatching it, I just had nostalgia from when I was a kid watching this movie. Going, what the fuck am I watching? Like, is, what is happening with these people? <laughs> what a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and I, I found out that. Um... Like looking up stuff about this movie, and because there's unfortunately there's not a lot to look up, like as no, far as no. like what they went through for, for special effects and stuff like that. But then one of the things I saw on IMDb page was they had specific scenes set up, but then the weather was so fucking shitty because that because they decided to shoot this outdoor movie in, in between January and February. You know, great idea, guys. <laughs> in the middle of fucking winter. All right. And the winds, were, the winds were so bad out in the middle of bumfuck Egypt, because that's where this was fucking took place, Um, that everything kept bum blowing away. Where? Cameras kept blowing away. Was it bum, Egypt? Bumfuck Egypt. Yeah, bumfuck Egypt. Egypt? I didn't know they filmed like, it in Egypt. In, in Africa? Yeah, actual Egypt? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay, you you guys. Have, okay, anyway, moving on. When you said it, like, so, <laughs> I mean, you said Egypt. You, you've never. You, I said bum fuck Egypt. You you never you've never heard of that phrase before. No. You've never heard of a BFE bum fuck Egypt. Oh. No, I'm okay. sorry. I'm not English. <laughs> never heard of that fucking expression before. English. It's an American I watch, expression. I watched plenty of English fucking television. I've never ever heard that expression. I've never I, no, in it's, my it's, life it's, heard that expression. It's not English. It's American. Who told and you that? Well, it ain't American either. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> okay. Anyway, where where are they still this in the middle of no, in the middle of nowhere? All right? Yes. The weather was so bad that it kept blowing sets over and blowing cameras over, and they couldn't keep shit where it was, and they literally just kept making shit up on the spot. <laughs> They're like, okay, we were this is what we were supposed to shoot today. Instead, let's do this. And that's why the movie is this weird ass discombobulation of fucked up shit. <laughs> I mean, it's just because when the movie starts, you get the, the 1931 sequence with this woman getting killed by her possessed husband, and then you smash cut to Corey and plain Jane Elaine, his girlfriend, who's <laughs> like, I'm here with you every step of the way. I don't care, babe. Me and you. I'm with you. He's like, thank you, babe. I really do love you. Yes, I do, in fact, love you too, Corey. <laughs> that is the, the basic premise of Corey and Elaine as they're driving to the gas station where Corey has his butt-ass naked dream where he's just showing his dog in front of his grandmother. He's like, oh, my God. Like, what is going on? I've, I've this this was the Gulgau's favorite part. In a, in a dream. What, Corey? <laughs> what are you talking about? Then it smashed up to him just being naked. As Corey fades. And now there he is standing naked. I'm sorry, I burst out laughing before because I decided to look up the phrase of bumfuck Egypt, okay? And, yeah. you know, it, it does does come up. People have questioned it plenty of times. You know, like questions like, does anyone know the origin of the phrase bumfuck Egypt? Okay. So obviously okay. some, somebody say, met the monkey. Or, or you can also say buttfucking Egypt, okay? Same thing, all right? Well, my favorite part, <laughs> though, is somebody actually... 
when somebody actually tries in like one of these things, like you'll see this on uh, Urban Dictionary and shit like that, when somebody tries to make it sound like they're really being smart or like scientific about it, <laughs> Mumfuck is probably a corruption of the village of Bagirfakanel or the neighboring oasis of Kamel Shiite. Okay, so sure. by insulting, sure. by insulting whatever Iraqi or Jewish fucking place they just did is how they came up with the fucking phrase Bumfuck. I love it. Whoever did that, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, because I want to say, like, I think I first heard butt, butt fucking Egypt, like in Heather's or something like that. You know, is where I first heard it. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> like you're saying, we we have our introduction to our heroes of the movie, and it was well, just right. See that I know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, slushy. I would think it's something. I would think if something like that came up in the movie Heathers, it would be quite quotable and remembered, unlike never hearing okay. it before tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there's your new slang term for the. All right. There's your new slang term for the kids. It, it'll be like all over Twitter after tonight because of no, all our followers here on the, the show air, tonight. And it's monkeys free. <laughs> <laughs> But I like while they're riding in the car, it like was just irritating the fuck out of me because like I just want to be like, buckle up your fucking seatbelt, because there's a seatbelt just sitting there unbuckled because again, this was filmed in the '80s, you know, like it was filmed in '89. Um, so, yeah, they didn't have to use seatbelts. Nine. Funny me out the first on the nine. 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 Filmed. But like the monkey was saying, yes, we get introduced to the body count of the movie. So you have Dell and Terry, Bonnie and Jack, you know, they're couples and they're just having fun. Terry just completely fucking eighty stereotype wearing her fucking workout gear to this meetup. The monkey was talking about their lack of safety protocol in the vehicle due to the time (laughs) that this movie was filmed. He had a problem with it. He addressed it, we're moving on. We are completely, <laughs> completely entrenched in a fucking fantastic movie here. But all the monkey can focus on is their lack of seatbelt protocol. Because you think that's how you that's how you know this was not a trauma movie. Because trauma mm, no knows about but safety. Damn trauma knows about safety. <laughs> like Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's just the, the completely stereotypes of these people. It's fucking astounding. <laughs> you have Dell with Terry, Jock, and cheerleader type. You have Jack and Bonnie. He's like a nerd. She's a workout chick. But then you get introduced to Stacy and Chuck. And Chuck fucking rolls up in his Jeep, fucking dressed up like fucking Houdini, and he's doing fucking magic tricks. <laughs> Chuck's here, everybody. Shazam! What the fuck is going on? <laughs> while riding in a convertible, standing up <laughs> while the while the ride of the Valkyries are playing over the speakers. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had to throw it in that Chuck is the former boyfriend of Terry and Dell's like, I fucking hate that guy. I hate him with his fucking magic tricks and shit. Thinks he's so fucking cool. I still love him. <laughs> You know, our fan T.A. 
uh, Radke said that he grew up saying bump fuck Egypt. So there you go. So T.A. knows that expression. Thank <laughs> you, right. T.A. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh. Uh, see? You t- see, you grew up <laughs> with it. But you, okay. you get introduced Mo- to all these on. fucking characters right at once, you know, and I love the fact that when I keep saying it, Shazam, because when he, Chuck rides off in that, in that convertible, Shazam, and that fucking bird shows up out of nowhere yeah. and just shits all the fucking yeah. that that son of a bitch. No, no, but no, 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 no. But once we get introduced to Chuck, not only is it annoying that he's a magician, not only is he the former lover of her. No, he knows, Marshall he knows Rudge, fucking. He, he knows fucking kung fu. You sit there like you know, f- fucking kicking the beer can over and over and over till he just finally kicks it to, to his head. Well, it was great. It was great because the can kept going up, but we would never see him move. But then they would show like they would make that sound, and he would still be there, and then the can would go up again. Uh, again, I was holding my stomach, laughing so hard. I wish this was the tone of this entire movie. If they could just capture this and stretch it out for the rest of this film, this would have been fucking phenomenal. <laughs> so the group rolls up to the, the abandoned ruins of the farmhouse in the barn. And of course, what happens? Their cars don't work anymore. Oh, man. We can't get our cars to oh. get out of here. Red, well, we might as well just... <laughs> <laughs> We might as well just make the best of that situation, but bam, ghost kids. What? Why are there fucking ghost kids all of a sudden? You can't ever leave here. And then you have the tiny one in the background with her big sunbonnet. But but no, but when they come down, and this is where we have the bad animation happening, and I was like, and it's all blue lightning and shit like that, and you have the one little one with her sunbonnet, and I was like, what the fuck is Raiden from Mortal Kombat doing here? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's one of the, it's like one of the four stories from fucking Big Trouble in Little China. (laughs) Do you mean me, Christopher Lambert? Mr. Christopher Lambert, I am Raiden. Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Yes. Oh, I yes. totally got the four storms from Victor Horus. Which, which, which I fucking love that they cast an actor who cannot pronounce R's because of his French, but he has to play a character named Raiden. So he's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Raiden. My hello, favorite hello, is hello I am not... They go the complete yeah. other fucking end of the spectrum when they decide to cast James Remar as Raiden in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he was in the sequel. I, I forgot that. The James Remar was in the sequel. sequel. You know, so oh, I forgot from, that. I I am Raiden, the Thunder God. To, well, you know, Dexter, you shouldn't be uh, you shouldn't be fucking with that light <laughs> like that. You need a code. That's your dark passenger, you Dexter. You need a you need a code. <laughs> but the biggest thing to come out of this scene with the fucking dead kids is the fact that Bonnie confronts one of them and then gets turned into a fucking doll that goes, <laughs> you lied. What? What? And they don't have any reaction. They're just like, wow, that happened. Like, what? What? But, I was freaking the fuck out. I was like, what the fuck? And I, I, I love that they try to sit there and use a shot of him holding the baby. You see him holding the baby's yeah. head, but the shot was not close enough because you can nope. see his hand moving the mouth of the dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the fact that they just, they don't react to it no. all. They're just like, wow, that fucked up. 
that just happened. So anyway, let's go on to this fucking farmhouse, guys. Get some fucking refuge. Well, we're going to find the Necronomicon. Well, wait, that's evil dead. We can't call it the Necronomicon. Well, wait. So. <laughs> See, the, the farmhouse is probably the, the whole doorway thing with the, far, the farmhouse is the only yeah. part that the ghoul girl actually enjoyed. You know, the cool mm-hmm. little trick of when they looked in the door and there's inside right. a room and all that stuff. But then he walks around the other side and it's all bombed out and they can't see him because it's a door to another dimension of 1931. Ooh, <laughs> 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 Ooh they, they, they went H.P. Lovecraft on this shit. Or Doctor felt, Who, depending on how you want to do it. <laughs> I've never felt so bad for the ghoul girl as I did for this one. So, you know, she she typically ends up seeing whatever movies that we cover, but she never sits right. and watches them with me. Um, this time, she finally decided to, like, actually sit and watch it. And within about five minutes, she was like, do I really have to stay for this? And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. No, because Bonnie dies early. <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's, that's what she said. She said, "Well, they have a fucking problem with me." <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's going to the portal of 1931, the farmhouse, and then when Corey finds the Necronomicon, which they're like, "Oh, it's just a diary of spells." Like, no, it's a fucking Necronomicon. Like, that's, that's you're looking off Evil Dead again. Stop it. Yeah, <laughs> that movie's better. Yeah, written in blood. Yeah, because with demonic iconography. Yeah, but, but it's definitely not the book of the dead, so just so you know. It's the dead book. Yeah. Dead book. And, and what do they do? Very first thing they do, open it up and read aloud. And it was like, you Yo, do not course. read aloud from the book. <laughs> but not only that, not only that, is that they have this book, but then they read about that there are seven daggers. Five are missing, the grandmother had two, and the seven daggers are the way that you can kill the son of Satan. Okay, now they're ripping off the omen. Because that's what they did in the omen with the seven daggers. That's what Gregory Peck had to get to kill the Antichrist. So now they're ripping off the omen. You paid a hell of a lot more attention to this movie than I did. I only thought there were two daggers because that's all they showed me in the film. They were talking about stuff. Yeah, five were lost. And they only have two, so take care of those. Yeah, and the, the other five were lost in time. You know, but I don't know, were they really lost or is it because they were fucking one shot deals? You stupid ass <laughs> fucking daggers. Apparently they weren't because they used them quite a lot. If you use it, you lose it. <laughs> well, here's an idea. If you stick it, pull it the fuck out. Don't leave it in place. That might help. Or yeah, or throw it, okay? If you only have one weapon, don't throw your fucking weapon. Probably not a good idea to throw it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the seven daggers got me. I'm like, that's fucking the omen. <laughs> it's like, they are just low-key doing that right now. But then it's also the, the information dump about Corey's dad. Now, he was part of the triplet, and he was the one that was different. And they're like, wait a second, your great-grandfather was a Satan worshiper? Yes. Well, <laughs> Why is that? Well, <laughs> His delivery was amazing. Yes. I picked up some of this. I did. I did catch some of this dialogue that was going on again. My head, my eyes were like rolling into the back of my head at times. And I watched this in the middle of the day. We watched this. I, did, I couldn't have been more awake when I put this on. So it's not like I was tired, falling asleep, nothing like that. I didn't take like, you know, a THC pill or any of that shit. I was like sober as a judge. Um... 
the one thing that goes on here, right, is that if you remember earlier in the movie, okay, 1931 is when all the shit hit the hit the fan, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. why yeah. did his? And he says his father survived because he was in an incubator. He had just been mm-hmm. born. But then he goes on. In, well, no, that was in 1931 when all that went down. But see, now we go to. That's what I'm saying. He says the reason his father survived is because he was in an incubator in 1931 when the shit went down. But then he goes on later in the film to say that his dad was born in 1929, which means he was, what, a two-year-old in a fucking incubator? (laughs) (laughs) It's like that gigantic baby that we saw in that fucking video. Oh, my God. That poor spine. Oh, fucking evil demon baby. Oh, just oh, <laughs> big fat fucker jumping on his skinny ass little dad. <laughs> uh, I felt so bad. That kid looks so happy, and the dad just laying there face down. Like, I don't know what that dead. is. He's dead. <laughs> oh, my God. My God, Jesus killed him. <laughs> Somebody stop this thing. <laughs> information dump. You have Stacy and you have uh, Chuck awake. And then all of a sudden, Booby Demon shows up. She's like, come on outside, guys. Woo! Let me show you my titties. We're not falling for that, but we should go outside and check it out. <laughs> oh, my God. Stacey well, I love Chuck. that they're okay. both looking at each other like, demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that line I thought was funny as fuck, and they were just going to let it go. But no, for some reason, Stacy and Chuck who are a, a traveling fucking magic show, because I took Stacy as pretty much his uh, manager. Hype man. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, all of a sudden, they're fucking badasses, and they're going to be like... I am the representative <laughs> of the defending, the only, the one and only Chuck. Chuck Lesnar! <laughs> yeah, it's just... You know, they're supposed to be magicians and shit like that, but then all of a sudden they're like, oh, they're playing our song. <laughs> let's dance. All right, let's dance. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> lock, lock and load. And that was, as, much as, I, as much as I picked him off to be magician, obviously, when you see him with his flowers and his, his flamboyant gear and all that shit, even though he left that in the road, too. I don't know if he picked up the glittering on the way, you know, like their capes went flying off. Um... But the one line that you hear from from your main character is like, you know, he brought them along to help because they have knowledge of this kind of stuff. So I took it like these guys are your are your demon fighters. What I didn't realize is that they they were going to go along the route of um, Brain Dead. You know, we're dead alive when the priest Mm -hmm. shows up, and he's all, I kick ass. I kick ass for the Lord. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The good news yeah, is the really here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they go out and they start blasting away the demons that are coming at them, you know, shotgun blasts. And then you have the one booby demon showing up in the sky going, Surprise and they're like, Oh shit. Like, you know, it's just getting real. 
And then you oh, have man. them back to back, 80s style, like we're gonna fight off these fucking things. And Stacy's like, "Yeah, dude, I'm out. I got cut." He's like, "No, Stacy, <laughs> guess we're gonna have to roundhouse kick these fucking demons, Chuck Miller style." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Roadhouse. Dude, when he roundhouse kicked that fucking demon's head off, I was clapping. Dog. I was like, "Yes, yes, this is it." <laughs> He just kicked that fucking demon's head off. I was like, yes, this is what yeah. I want in the movie. And, and God, this I have is the where biggest like, crush on that little oh, blonde chick at Roadhouse, man. That little blonde, the one that caught us in trouble, yeah. dude. Dude, oh, my <laughs> yeah, God, dude. I had such hots for that little fidget. Mm, yeah, she was so hot. <laughs> but yeah. Fidget? yeah. Did, did you say fidget? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. What, what, what kind of word is fidget? Never heard that word before. A fuckable midget. That's what she is. A fuckable <laughs> midget. Fidget. Yeah. That, that, is, it's a, that, it's is, a that is awesome. Why well, is the midget? Fidget. Okay. Okay. But then it's like he's going, like you said, you know, you know this is the ghoul's favorite scene because he's going around roundhousing everything. No, 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 like, no, no. Okay. No. My favorite the one. scene was the beer, con- the beer can scene. The kicking of the beer can was my favorite scene. Not oh, this scene. oh, okay. <laughs> No, oh, but this one was you were getting kicked thing. off. It's great. Yeah. And it's like, okay, obviously they're mushy because you can just kick your heads off. It's like, you know, but he can And they squirt can't, mustard. Well, you know, yeah, but he can't walk his way through the field just the kicking away blood. and punching away. Free <laughs> <Cream> pie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, of course, Chuck you is know. taken out by the, the other demons to the discovery of the group. They're like, oh, my God, Chuck and Stacey, they're dead. What are we going to do? Well, you know what? Dell's going to have a dream where he gets 80s busy with his girlfriend. That's what you do. Where he's just feeling all of in that sweater meat. <laughs> yeah, check you out. Filling up all the breasts. Oh, my God, it's Chuck. <laughs> okay, well, that was a nightmare. That was kind of oh, fucked up. that was up. so fucking funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's zombie Chuck. You like my titties. <laughs> but this is probably my favorite part of the movie is – after that dream happened, after Chuck and Stacy are killed, we have two fucking other people showing up in this movie. Willie and yep. Rena. For no fucking reason, you have fucking Miami Vice Don Johnson Willie showing up with Rena wearing a barrette. And they're like, and hey, don't turn your car off. Don't turn it off. And they're like, what? You want me to turn my car off? Okay. No, it's a don't turn it off. Oh, well, hey, we're here. What's up, guys? What? You're introducing characters now? And this is one of those movies where you can totally, you can totally tell when this movie happened because they drive up in a Suzuki Samurai. <laughs> so that was you know late '80s, early '90s. Because after that, those fuckers disappeared. <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, in this movie we have two new fucking characters showing up, and you're like, well, they can't last long. We don't even know who they are. Uh, Will we read Yeah, and, <laughs> exactly what I said. And that's exactly what I said to the ghoul girl at this point because I turned around and I said, you know, normally in a film you kill off characters to to make that cast smaller to build towards your ending. You don't kill off two characters and then bring two no two new ones in. <laughs> Right. Uh, again, because like the king said earlier, the director just couldn't say no. <laughs> it's like maybe these were like people yes. were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like this movie started to piss me off now because it's like, okay, he had his group of friends. I don't care. All right, there's a there, there's certain some yeah. friends, 
and then even more friends show up, and I'm like, how many fucking friends does this dude have? It's like <laughs> only fucking only fucking friends I have in this world are you fuckers here on the Talking Terror podcast. You guys are my only friends. I don't have like Sorry. ten fucking friends that would drive drive out to the middle of the fucking up to nowhere. Fun house. Sorry, <laughs> most of us don't even like you. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. See, I <laughs> choke. No, but <laughs> no, it's all good, man. <laughs> but the, well, no, yeah, that's why we love monkey, each other. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah, Del and Terry. Del and Terry are like, yeah, get the fuck out of here, man. We're getting out of here. We don't like it. Del. We'll get you some help. Don't worry. And then of course Corey gives him one of the daggers, going, "Yeah, take this for protection." He's like, "Cool, dude. See you later." Hey, are they going to make it? No, nah, they're fucked. <laughs> Go back yeah. inside. <laughs> you, you, not only, you not only killed two characters, then brought two characters in, you then have two other characters leave. It's like, listen, man, get your shit together, director, please. But the way it's executed, it's amazing. When Del and Terry are walking in the woods, and then all of a sudden the demon fog rolls in, and Terry's like, oh, no, not again. And then when they pull back, Terry has her back to the camera, and Del's like, what's going on, babe? You okay, babe? Babe, are you okay? And when she turns around, she's a fucking demon. She just plugs his fucking forehead with her nails. But I loved you. I loved you, too. Like, what is going on? <laughs> and, and that, from uh, Tales from the Dark what, Side, the movie, I loved you, but you broke the promise. The James Remar segment. Yes, got it. <laughs> oh, look at that. We went right back to Remar. She is doubling up on this show. But go ahead, Monkey. What are you going to say? But, yeah, but that was the other thing we forgot to mention earlier was the whole thing of the Evil Dead fog, you know, and how they yeah. just can't walk away yeah. out of the situation. Is You have this fog that will then, no matter how far you've gone, teleport you right, right back to the fucking farmhouse. Even if it takes a couple trips, because you know they the, the fog rolled in and they're like, "Where are we now?" and we don't know. But here it comes again, and then the fog rolls again and drops them again, and they're like, "Where are we now?" We don't fucking know. It's middle of desert now. But here comes the fog again, you know. And then <laughs> they end up back at the fucking farmhouse. It's just no matter what you turn. <laughs> and then we talk about expendable characters because we just got introduced to Willie and Reno. We're like, okay, we have a couple to fight for. They just showed up. They don't know what's going on. They're going to survive this movie. No, they're really not because we're going to go to the barn now and check out what's going on in there where we find a human skeleton with a ram's head on it, which is supposed to be a Baphomet reference, I'm guessing, because that's what it looks like to me. But it immediately takes care of Rena real fast with a long tongue. Dragging her into the mouth of the skeleton, gnawing on her fucking head. Wow, Rena's dead. I never even got to know her. She might have been cool. Rena, li- Rena likes the tongue. <laughs> but as they make their way out of the barn, all of a sudden, Willie's dead. I like her. And Rena's holding his head. And she's like, yeah, I killed him. I'm a demon now. <laughs> like, yeah, we got to kill her now. <laughs> Get the dagger, yeah. kill her. <laughs> yeah, but then Chuck and Stacy show up too. <laughs> so they're like, ah. <laughs> oh, oh my man. God, but that fucking wig <laughs> on Chuck. <laughs> oh, that weird yeah. pompadour and, wig that they put on that demon. 
<laughs> but they try to unload their weapons, you know, and f- fire off into safety and chunks. Nope. <laughs> weapons will work here because this is the house of the jail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, weapons don't work in the house of the damn. Uh, but yeah, with that fucking hair, you should have an Italian accent at this point. But yeah, when Rita shows up hanging off the barn with Willie's head and they stab her with the dagger, when she lands on the ground, she goes, you killed me. I was like, couldn't she say dick at the end? I would have laughed. I would have been like, yes, perfect line. You killed me, dick. <laughs> and she just disappears. No <laughs> fair. Great. No fair. No Sorry, fair. Gage. But that, but that's when we also learn. Unfortunately, we, we use up these fucking special ass daggers where there's only seven in the entire world, and you need them to kill fucking Satan. If you use them at all, they fucking disappear with the creature that you fucking kill. What kind of fucking pointless weapon is that? I don't get it. When I, I you don't know you get have it. to fight hordes and shit. I don't get it because like, now we're going more into the yes category of Charles Stolt Moore's movie, where we have Corey defending the front of the house with Elaine, with Jack going into the back of the house to defend the back of the house, and he discovers Bonnie beckoning him from the outside. And Terry Demon shows up and bites him on the hand, and he's wounded. So Elaine has to go find him. But he's now a demon, and she has that dagger that she could jab into his eye and killing him. But he turns back into Jack, into a boy, into a baby, and then into a dove. What? Charles, stop saying yes. Stop saying yes to everything. No, don't you see the depth involved with this? She saw his soul. She saw his soul. And his pure soul was a dove. He was such Uh, a pure individual. He was a virgin, obviously. You See, you were listening to the movie, Ghoul. (laughs) He wasn't a virgin. I was waiting waiting for that fucking hand to get all... If they had money, they would have totally copied the fucking Evil Dead 2 special effects with the hand. Once he got bit, I was like, holy shit. They were really going to ape the fuck out of this. But no, they couldn't do that. (laughs) He's all fucked up. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, when he's all, fu- but then also when he's fucked up for some reason, he feels like he's got to be like, yeah, I'm gonna make you my demon bride, and I'm gonna sit there and feel yeah. those tiny, tiny little, t- I'm gonna feel those tiny little titties of yours, and now my big, <laughs> big demon yeah. hands, are, my big like huge said, demon hands are gonna show the yeah. show the camera how tiny your titties are. <laughs> You're gonna take my so. big demon dick with reverse, it's got reverse <laughs> bangs on it. Well, then after this, oh. We have Corey's Satan-worshipping great-grandfather showing up in priest garb going, all demons come to me. Come to me, demons. Let's congregate. And then they all start gathering where he becomes giant fucking daddy devil throughout the rest of this fucking movie. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, quick second. All right. You're saying that was the great-great-grandfather? I thought that was just the dude from the gas station. No, no, that wasn't him. That was the dude from... Didn't look like him at all, but okay. That was the dude from the gas station. That wasn't his grandfather. If we really watch it, it doesn't look like him at all. Because I watched that movie twice. I don't know. Well, okay, well then fine. We'll go with gas station guys. His father, his grandfather was George. Uh, His great-grandfather. Yes, this guy is Harcourt, Rufus Norris, and, you know, the grand demon... 
The Grand Demon is played by CDJ Coco. Okay, well then we'll go with that. Okay, so I apologize. We'll go with that. I took it a different way. Yeah. But anyway, we have Big Daddy Devil, who for some reason discovered Bonnie, who is still around. Why is she still around? We don't know. She's still around, but she gets drained until <laughs> she becomes nothing but blood and bone. Like, oh, Bonnie, you know, you made it, but then you didn't because now you just got drank. But there's so much fucking craziness left. This is their souls being tortured in hell by the demons. This is what's happening to them. It's not like it's a happy time. They're not just getting killed. They're in perpetual agony. But it's don't just like the it's deep. You just don't get when it. you. No, I don't <laughs> because when you think that this movie is fucking just said yes to everything, and you're like, okay, this movie just it cannot get any crazier than this. We have Big Daddy Devil. Fucking just kicking shit around, going after Corey and Elaine. No, this cannot get any crazier, but no, it can. Because Corey just fucking transforms <laughs> into a fucking demon. But like an alien demon, which is fucking weird. Because yeah. he's all bald and fucking looking at me showing. I'm like, what? Yeah. He what, what, stole what? his costume from fucking TNG, okay? This is some <laughs> bad Star Trek Next Generation bullshit. I didn't even know what mm. the hell was going on. Oh, here. my God. I don't God. know if he was supposed to be a fucking angel. Oh, right? Yeah. If this got explained in any way, I clearly missed it because, you know what? There was just nothing. Nope. They read something in the book son- suddenly, and his aunt, like, there was no, no hints to this in his bloodline. There was nothing at all to precursor this. This was just, hey, I look like a yeah. yeah, oh my when god. It was so head, fucking when out he, there. When he turned all big head, it's like first thing that ran through my head was, you know, again, Galaxy yeah. Quest, you know, by Grab Star's hammer, by the Sons yes. of War Pond. Yes. <laughs> never give up, never surrender. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it just it fucking made no sense. And then you have this battle between Big Daddy Devil and weird fucking alien headed Cory, where he's obviously getting his ass kicked. <laughs> he's not winning this fight. Where the Big Daddy Devil keeps mocking him the entire time. And when he finally gets his hands on his fucking big old dome and knocks him to the ground, all of a sudden we have the Wizard of Oz movie, where he wakes up and he's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> He's like, was I asleep? I had a dream, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there, and they're like, yeah, are you all right? And he's like, I don't know, guys, I was asleep. And then Dell fucking pukes up on him and goes, surprise. He's like, oh no, we're back in the movie. <laughs> we're we're back. Okay, we're back. Yeah, it's like a good director would have went this way, and you know what a smart ending would have been? A smart ending mm-hmm. would have been this being this would have been your yes. end. Yep. You, you know, That's you, it. Yeah. And as they as they went to walk out, and this poor character thinks that you know what everything is back to normal, and it was all a dream. That's when Dell turns around, and maybe a little bit of vomit comes out that only we, the audience members, sees. Yeah. So that we know yep. that Focus. he's now yeah. released hell on earth. You know, and Free he, we're all fucked. Freeze frame and the movie give us credits, but no, no, we have to go no. back. <laughs> we have to get pulled back in to Demon Wind, where we have to have the ultimate battle you know, between Big Daddy Devil and Corey, where now Elaine is now a demon. Oh my God, she's now a demon too. What the fuck? Like, you know, what are we gonna do? And then now my girlfriend's a demon. <laughs> yeah. But she gets cured real fast. 
because we have to grab the diary and give that last spell that's going to get Big Daddy Devil the final fiery end that he deserves. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. It's just uh, this, this whole thing. The, the, what the ghoul just said is like, I really wish they had gone that way. Ghoul, like, yes, when you, absolutely. Seriously, it's like, it's like again, Hollywood. I thought it was you have a script. Send it to the ghoul. If you think it's awesome, send it to the ghoul. He will rewrite it and make it awesome. All right? It's just, wow, ghoul, that, that was an awesome idea. <laughs> I remember seeing it back in the day, and what the ghoul just said, I thought that was the end. I'm like, it's going to end with a dream, and he's going to be, oh, man, that was fucking crazy. And they're going to end it thrower style with fucking one of them going, bah. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh no, it's not over. Dude, that shit haunted my dreams as a kid. And I loved Michael Jackson, but him turning around <laughs> and those fucking eyes being yellow again? Oh, <laughs> fuck that! <laughs> no! He's <laughs> a demon! But no, they, they, it's, it's so fucking weird. That they decided to turn Elaine into a demon, but she's cured real quickly. We see where fucking Roman Reigns gets his idea from, you know, for the fucking Superman punch. He, like, goes flying across the room to punch this fucking thing. And then he's like, and then somehow, with no, with no reason whatsoever, no thought behind it, he's like, read the last spell in the book. Like, where, where the hell did okay. that come from? How did you know that was going to work all of a sudden? Why did you start with that? And this is one of those movies, like the, the ghoul had the perfect ending. This is one of those movies that I've seen numerous times, I'm sure you guys have too, where it just doesn't know when Sorry. the fucking end. It doesn't know when to stop. It doesn't know when to say, yeah, return this to the is king. it. <laughs> this is one of those movies where it's like, okay, fine. You, you burned the, the big daddy devil to death and that's it. You know, everything's destroyed. We won. Evil's destroyed. Let's get in the car and drive away. End credits. No, we have to fucking keep going because there's more to say in Demon Wind. We have to go back to Harcourt fucking gas station and cafe. We have to go back there and say we proved it. And for some reason, Harriet is a demon too now, the waitress from earlier in the movie. Hey, guys. What? Okay. At least we have the book now that's going to have some 80s effects and blast you to hell. Yeah, now they just got to point the book. They don't got to read from it. <laughs> no, they just lift it up and just blast demons away with it now. Well, yeah, yep. I love the fact and, that they, they do that, and then they bolt. You know, they run away like they're <laughs> yeah. in fear, you know, as opposed to being badasses, which they should be, being that they've got this demon-killing book now. And yeah, this, of like, course, that's what, yeah. Yeah, it's just no, like the ghoul said, it's like when you're badass like that, you don't sit there and do it and then run off like no. you just committed you know, like you like you robbed the, the cash register and committed a murder. It's like that's when you just roll out all slow all, you know, and you know, roll the credits. You know this is one of those moments where after they leave the gas station and they drive away, I was like, Oh my fucking god, this did happen earlier in the movie. And there was a redheaded girl earlier in the movie that was following their car with a wooden piece, like a log, just pointing it at yeah. them like a gun. And I'm like, okay, that's fucking weird. But then she shows up at the end, and she's a fucking demon. And I was like, oh, 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 shit. I forgot she was in this movie. She was there in the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. So it continues. I think they needed to tear out of there before strong wind blew and blew the fucking gas station over. 
<laughs> oh my god. That Lego playset in the middle of nowhere. Worst fucking building imaginable. Oh my good generation. Like, dude, you know gas stations have like tanks underground, right? And they don't cover them with dirt. They normally put a concrete fucking slab. <laughs> yeah. Those ones covered in grass. Yeah. Dirt. yeah. As, as as shitty as that building was, I was expecting them like as they're pulling away, the building was gonna blow up or something. But I guess we just didn't have that kind of budget for something like that. They blew their budget. Well, early. We had, <laughs> they were at the they end. They blew that budget at the beginning of the movie, dude. I totally forgot about that. The fucking <laughs> the Hiroshima <laughs> snow globe. Okay, the Hiroshima Oh my god. Snow globe. She <laughs> yeah. the snow globe, and she's like, "Remember what we said? You know, if the glass breaks, we both." die and it was like okay I figured that it was just being a metaphor you know but but no she <laughs> drops it and then shortly thereafter it explodes and me and the ghoul girl we both looked at each other and I'm like I, the only thing I can think of is that she bought that at like Nagasaki or Hiroshima before the explosion <laughs> it, was just, it was contained within oh <laughs> it's a, yeah, but as they drive away and seeing that redheaded demon, I'm like, oh fuck, that was the girl from the beginning. I was like, it had no purpose in this movie. Like, we saw her in the beginning, yes, but she wasn't there at all throughout the rest of the movie. Because, Why do I care that because, she's there now as a demon? Be, because this was demon. their shit. Sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it was their shitty version of what the ghoul had just given us as a, as a good ending. Was. It's still continuing, but this was their shitty version versus the ghoul kick-ass ending that he came up with. Oh, I would never want to see a demon win two. I'm sorry. I'm so glad they didn't make well, it because I was like, why? I was they, a demon win they, two. They, they were gonna make one. They uh, and had it planned. Really? But they never. Yeah. They, they oh had they, uh, had they had plans to make a demon win two, but uh, they never continued through with it. Oh, oh my God! Better business prevailed. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't see this being a sequel. I know they set it up at the end yeah. with that stinger of the girl, but no. I want to go back yeah. and see Demon Moon oh. Part 2. Too windy or too furious. And just, and just to, cl- just to close up this that. movie and call it done, I love that when you go to the IMDb page or the wiki page, this movie was distributed by Demon Wind Productions. No, of course it was. <laughs> oh, I, just kept thinking, it was. I just kept thinking Pink Floyd the whole time, you know? One of these days. <laughs> the boy away. All right, so that was Demon Wind. Thank you, Diva, for that fan pick, and we are done with fan picks for the rest of the year. Yeah. Marky, yeah, you got them, but they were some gems. They were some gems. Uh, but, Ghoul, next weekend is your pick. What do you have for us? You know what? It's funny. You just dropped the, uh, the, the the movie quote type of thing that you did just a couple seconds ago. Um, we're going to go into the year 2000. Okay. And we're going to go, you know, you know me. I always like to, to tie together the, the sci-fi and the, the horror type of things. Uh, Indeed. We're going to visit We're going to visit what he does when he's not living life a quarter mile at a time. Okay? And we're going to go... Watch Pitch oh, Black, Black next week. Oh, oh. wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. I like it. All right. We're going to a, a little bit pick. of Vin Diesel. And, uh, and yeah, the, before he exploded into the larger-than-life star that he eventually becomes. 
Was it though? I thought it was after. I thought Pitch Black came after, like Fast and Furious. No, right? no, Pit, no, no. Pitch was Black it? was first. No. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Heart, not a lot of people knew about him then, but we will save that for next week's show. <laughs> as long as I get to share the Street Sharks promo that he did back when he was younger, before he was playing with the Street Sharks always. Street Sharks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put it on the Facebook page because I know what you're talking about. Just get him fucking break dancing and uh, breaking. We're we're, okay. Let's all load the Facebook page full of all the embarrassing shit we can find about Vin Diesel. Okay. It's gonna happen. We're gonna do that this week. I I plan on no next week. Next week I plan on loading (laughs) it because next week it's a show. So pitch black next week. All right, great. All right, so monkey, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? All right, thanks for listening, everybody, to this horrible, horrible pick of a movie. Um, and <laughs> let me come in your ear. Good night, everybody. Mwah. <laughs> Mwah. Kisses. All right, so go on here to the plug as it goes out. All girls deserve some flowers. Diva, thank you. Thank you for this terrible, terrible pick of a film. Um, <laughs> believe me, we'll get you back one day or another. But that being said, <laughs> when you do actually cherish and love somebody, you should go over to Bonfire Beat Designs on Etsy. On Etsy, Etsy. Jeez, look, see, this movie got me so bad I can't even speak. I can't even speak in the Deutsch. Go it's like you're fucking Egypt. Bon- right? I'm in bumfuck Egypt right now. <laughs> well, anyway, though, okay, if you want some gemstone jewelry, guys, see, I, I'm really having trouble talking. i got to take a breath here and speak normal. Or else I'm going to get hit. Okay, this is how I get beat at night. Okay, go to Etsy. And not in a good way. All one word. <laughs> not, not in a good way. All one word. Bonfire <laughs> beat designs. There's all kinds of jewelry on there. Gemstone jewelry, necklaces, pendants, bracelets, all kinds of stuff. You know what? I normally say, go buy it. Buy it for your girl, your guy, your animal. Don't give it to your animal. Don't chew that shit. They get choked and then we get in trouble for it. So don't do that. They're not made for animals. They're made for women. They're made for men. They're made for, for somewhat large children. And I mean, like, large children, like a giant baby <laughs> jumping on the man. <laughs> so, again, Bonfire Beat Designs, all one word. Go to Etsy. Go buy it. You buy stuff. She makes money. She's happy. I get laid. So do it for me. Because otherwise, I'm a very, gum- I'm a very grumpy ghoul. And that's not good. And besides that, no. stay scared. Indeed. Okay. Stay scared as always. Keep America strong, wash your hands, watch horror movies, hail odorous, hail Satan, hail yourselves, everybody. Give yourselves a round of applause for making it this far in this quarantine and pandemic. We love you. We can't wait to see you here next week for Pitch Black. Good at the cats. <laughs>